and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, the weekly podcast celebrating great music, independent record labels, and interesting sounds from around the world. Hosted by me, Gareth May, and me, Anthony Jones. another episode of the independent music podcast that kicked us off with the oc's uh, track called gelatinous cube like the word gelatinous i know that's kind of why i picked it because uh, the album is cracking and that was the one that i would have the hardest time saying <laughs> <laughs> and yeah um it's taken from that album that's called a weird exits coming out 12th of august and it's on Castleface Records, which is their own record label. It's a two times LP, each side 45 RPM, which I think music snobs would say is uh, the 
optimum quality. Or he's just saying that just the songs are really short and it only needs like 15 minutes but, a side and that's it really. Maybe, but and then it's yeah, three sides and then one etched side. And it says here it's packed in vape proof goat skin. <laughs> <laughs> How to separate your release from the crowd. Vape proof goat skin. Yeah. Something tells me I think they might be pulling a leg in the press yeah, release. Yeah. I, I suspect I suspect they might be. But Castleface <laughs> have done like weird ones like that. They did a um they did a book, sort of, uh, what do they call those incredibly thin, sort of, uh, not they're not vinyl, obviously, but like oh, records. Oh, um, that, that used to come with magazines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know exactly, I mean, I've got some. But, I'll yeah, remember it soon. But yeah, they released a book of those, like at seven inch level, with ba- different band on each one. It's very cool. So yeah, they, they do love it. You have it, right? I do, somewhere, somewhere in amongst all the OCs records that I have. I think the OCs might have the sort of biggest section on Gareth's shelf of yeah. records. What do you reckon? It's either, it's either them... Or my dad's Bowie uh, records that I've pinched. Perhaps, it's though. one of the two, but I think uh, the OCs must be about double the records that Bowie released in like <laughs> 40, 50 years. <laughs> they, they've managed to do it in about 20. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, Weird Exits, out 12th of August, Castle Face Records. And it's worth uh, saying uh, at the start of this uh, hello to everyone who sort of bumped into us at Raw Power um, David was the one who I remember best because it was earlier on in the day and I hadn't got stuck into the uh, beer too much and so, Molly from Amsterdam yeah so David I hope that uh, that was a good dog walking soundtrack right, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, we've never met anyone that we don't know who listened to the podcast before so uh, we, we were a bit taken aback and extremely happy yeah how, well you were happy anyway because it was a triumph of an, of an event <laughs> I, was, I was extremely happy first one from me I want to play your brand new song from Factory Floor um, released on DFA Records I'm going to say it must be five years since their album came out they're yeah, a band that I've followed since they started I put them on 2008 maybe when I first started doing shows and I've just generally been buying the records and keeping up with what they're doing ever since. Um, this is brand new and I actually haven't heard, even heard it yet. So it's called Dial Me In.
Stars, The Sounds of Factory Floor. The track's called Dial Me In. The kind of music that makes you want to dance. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, they were, the band have had a bit of a love-hate relationship, really. Um, really loved it when their first 10-inch came out back in 2010, I think, and got that. And then sort of saw them live a couple of times and kind of got a bit fed up with it, really. Yeah, exactly. No, they are they are a really good band, but perhaps occasionally a bit one-paced. Yeah. And, but, but, uh, but then it was, so then I ignored their album when it came out, and then... Got got a copy of it through uh, the Dead Albatross uh, shortlist of that year, so 2013, I think, and then listened to it and was just like blown away by it, and now, and that cracking tune as well. Yeah, so no drummer anymore, so it's just a two-piece. They lost uh, Dom, one-third of the band, probably a couple of years ago now, so it's just Nick and Gabe making, exactly, making some sort of uh, four-to-the-floor housey dance music. Mm. Yeah, sounding good. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do independentmusicpodcast.net or through Facebook. Uh, this week, we've actually got two artist submissions to us. We've a both, record. Uh, that is, that's uh, two that we have chosen. We've actually since actually since we relaunched the website, we've had like a bit of a uh, bit of a downpour of like promos and stuff like that to listen to, which has been really nice and. And the quality is taking significant shifts upwards as well, I would say. Is it? Well, well <laughs> I'm being cheeky. You guys can judge for yourself. So this is a this is an artist called Zoos to the from uh, California. Uh, they sent through their first digital LP that's just come out. Uh, this is it's I think you'd call it a concept album. Um it's essentially charting through a day, so each track has a time and some, you know obscure sort of reference to it Uh, this one's called 6.12pm The Divine Jaw Dropping Incident Okay Let's hear it
So there you go, I'm really enjoying that. That's a Zoozed is what I'm going to say, although now looking at it, it might be Zoozed. Uh, it's one or the other. Uh, the track's called 6.12pm, The Divine Jaw Dropping Incident. It's um, taken from the much more simply titled LP, uh, One Day. Uh, you can get it digitally uh, from Zoozed or Zoozed at bandcamp.com. Uh, and yeah, I'm really, really, really sort of enjoying that sort of ambient yeah, disco sort of down, house down, stuff. down temporary sort of house yeah, yeah right. it's, it reminds me there was a couple of month, a couple of months ago um, there was that uh, disco mantras record that came out on Mood Hut that uh, compilation I picked up it picked up on record store day um, it wasn't a record store day release but that's when it came out and yeah so that sort of stuff seems to be quite prevalent at the moment yeah, some, some of it around the about yeah certainly so yeah so you want to check it out uh, zoo.bandcamp.com and yeah they're from uh, Berkeley in California so thanks so much for sending it in nice um, we mentioned the World Power Festival that was uh, last week one of the bands that oh, sort of was one of the highlights certainly one of the sort of unexpected highlights was a band called Kujaku from Japan it was their second trip over to the UK but the first time I've had a chance to see them they used to be called The Picnic um, did uh, we play them as The Picnic on the podcast once Possibly. Not that I remember, but we'll check on the, the new website. This is everything that we that we played. Independent music podcast, not <laughs> Maybe we did anyway. So I picked up their records at the festival, and it's brilliant. And, um, and I cannot wait to book them again, because they properly blew people away. This one's called Kieran. <laughs>
There you go. Kieran by Kujaku from So I Buried Records. What do you think, guys? Man, that was uh, like eight and a half minutes and not a second wasted. <laughs> yeah, they were on at two o'clock in the afternoon and obviously the festival hadn't filled up fully yet, but there must have been, let's say, maybe 80 or 100 people there and they sold about 50 of them, I reckon. So yeah, everyone was proper blown away. Yeah, I didn't see them at Raw Power, but I, I'm going to have to try and find that EP, I think. Um, yeah, if there's only 200 copies of it. But no, like really great, really boningany. Um, yeah, they're friends, exactly. That's it. So is that of that ilk, and that Boningen ten inch I've got is worth a pretty penny now. So get in quick. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. You didn't get that, did you? No, I fucking I was like going to all their gigs and stuff because at the time the records I was buying was records that I was DJing, and it wasn't the kind of thing that I was DJing, so I just didn't pick it up in the end. Yeah, and, and now DJing. I regret it. Yeah, certainly not a it's DJ. It's so but... nice in that sort of screen print and it looks lovely. Yeah. Mm. Boo, boo! Oh, sorry, man. I sorry, didn't, didn't mean to like... Uh, it, it, it hurts, hit, still hit, hurts. Hit a sore spot. Yeah, that was it. It hits a nerve. Just because of just having paid factory floor, like I said, I've been putting them on since 2008 and I don't have their first seven inch as well, bipolar, for some godforsaken reason that <laughs> I should have bought. <laughs> Never mind. No regrets, man. No regrets. Um, here's a record that you can get for free. It's a free download. Good link, Gus. Thanks, man. Uh, We actually played a track from this mixtape back on our best of the year. So it came out the week we recorded our best of the year. It's like, oh my God, this is amazing. We need to have it in here because we weren't doing a proper podcast. Um, But it's misread and this track's called Fever. There's a... They've just put a video out for it, so it's just got its sort of digital single release, if you like, this week. Um, It's produced by The Bug, a big fan... The two big fans here of the bug, uh, and eager to get the bug at Raw Power next year. I think there's a bit of an online campaign to have that happen. He's like, you don't need to convince me, guys. I'll ask him again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. Please, I will <laughs> beg him. Please <laughs> come. Um, but yeah, so you can get it if you go to miss uh, miss-red.com. You can download the whole mixtape, and it is absolutely cracking. Uh, this is Miss Red, and it's called Fever.
Misread track is called Fever. It's taken from her mixtape. It's uh, the Murder mixtape. I think we played Murder in the best of the year uh, last year. It's uh, yeah com if you want to download it all for free, or if you just go to the if you go to our website independentmusicpodcast.net, you'll be able to see the video as well. Um, yeah, Miss Red, Israeli MC, the bug is the bug. And yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about that, apart from I love it. Cool. I want to play you a band that we've played in the podcast a few times before. It's Fluming Gods. Um, their album is out today, so it's happy release day to Fluming Gods. Um, we've played one Today, tra- we're recording on a Saturday. <laughs> no, but today on the day it's coming out. All right, I thought it came out on Fridays these days. Oh, you're right. It's not Monday release days anymore, is it? You had a, you had a spell a few months ago ranting about Friday release days for about three weeks solid. Now I've just completely that, forgotten. That's just like Monday release days. So it's out this week. Yeah, okay. It's out on Friday the 10th of June. Um, <laughs> we played a track from them uh, from this album before, Rama. Um, but this is, I think, my favourite uh, song from the album. Uh uh, it's called Jungle Birds, and it's sort of the third single for for whatever the hell that it matters. They're, they're an utterly brilliant live band, and if you get a chance to see them, they're touring all over the place. It's Fluing God's Son, Soundway Records, Jungle Birds. <laughs> Jungle Birds 
from Flamingos. I think it's Sam. I think it's Charles. Charles Press, the guitarist, uh, who's not a usual singer on there. Nice one, Charles. Sounding, sounding really good. Man. Yeah, really nice. I imagine live that goes on for about twenty minutes because I, I was just like, you were like, oh, it's about to finish. I was like, Yo, yeah, possibly, really? possibly it's the same. I do. I mean, I have I have the record at home, but could be could be the sort of single version. Sometimes they cut it down a little. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Uh, possibly their best uh, recorded track. I would say it's I, definitely I, up there. I agree. I think is yeah, really tip top. Yeah, they are such a great band live. I remember like when we saw them at Glastonbury last year, we saw them well, we saw them about three times. And it was just like just got better with every set almost. Yeah, I love those like, guys. They're so their third album, fourth if you include the remix one. Um Has that actually come out yet on vinyl? It got it's been sort of cancelled. Okay. Um It happened, but not on but record. Yeah, no, it got delayed so long that it never actually happened. But yes, yeah, just still just Doing every album better than the last one, every new live set better than the sort of previous one, doing more gigs, carrying on doing the right thing. They're, yeah, doing the right things. Excellent. And um, one of our favourites, uh, one of our favourite labels we play fairly frequently is Awesome Tapes from Africa. And we had the pleasure of seeing Atakak together last week, uh, yeah. the, his first ever live show. It was his first ever. So when we uh, recorded last week's show, our field day preview, and we opened with Atakak, it was the day before we saw him live, and we we're just like, cannot wait. And we thought it might be his first show in London, but it finally it transpires it was his first live show ever was in London <laughs> last week. And it was. Quite magnificent. Yeah, it was cool. He had like a sort of uh, five-piece band, maybe, all pretty tight, playing tracks from the records and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was... Because it was... You know when you have a record that you really like, but it was made years and years ago and it's been reissued and the artist in question's a bit older now? You know, it can go either way. You know, it's not necessarily going to be a great set, but I thought, I thought they nailed it. He had it. He had it. His voice was uh, not as uh, sharp as it sounds on the record, but that might be because the record yeah. is sped up slightly. I, th- I think it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Similar, yeah. It was awesome. It, and that's, well, I say it was awesome. I can't remember much of it because I was so ill. I mean, like when we recorded last week's podcast, I was like barely able to speak. It's probably why I'm chatting so much nonsense right now. Had some good rest time. Yes. So another one from Awesome Takes from Africa is a Ethiopian keyboard and accordion player called Hailu uh, Merdia. Hailu Merdia. There you go, Merdia. There we go. Uh, so this is him and Dalak Band, and the track is called Sintieu. Apparently, solid guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sintieu. That's exactly how you pronounce it, guess.
Yes, uh, so did I. It's a highly merger and Dalek band. Is, uh, That's what makes you think of Doctor Who, of course. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh, it, the track is called Sintayeu. It's taken from an album called uh, Vede Hera Guzo. It's out on Awesome Takes from Africa. And a little bit of a blurb about it here. It says here, by 1978, Addis Ab- Ababa's uh, nightlife was facing challenges. The ruling dirge regime imposed curfews, banning citizens from the streets after midnight until 6am. But that didn't stop some people from dancing, dance, dancing and partying through the night. Bands would play from evening until daybreak and people would stay at clubs until curfew was lifted in the morning. Sounds like your dream, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I've got, I've got, remember I got that record, that uh, new Ethiopian dance music from recorded in Addis Ababa, like contemporary stuff. Somewhere, yeah, Ethiopia and the capital there, so definitely some of the music I'd like to know more about. There was a... Our African musical trip's going to happen, I guess. Yeah, We're we, going to do it at some point. We definitely need to do that. There was a... There's an article on The Guardian which I've marked that I need to read and I, I haven't read it yet, which was um, essentially about... Um, essentially about Ethiopian music and it was because there was something like a, a shipment of synths sort of got waylaid and ended up sort of marooned <laughs> there. And so they essentially picked off all these like really expensive synths and moogs and stuff <laughs> like that and then like created this incredible music. I will dig out that funny. article. It's like well like a complete fluke sort of ending up being something that <laughs> really changed the, the course of its country's musical history. That's it, and then you get that. Um, actually, it was Cape Verde. It was like... How, oh, right, okay, so yeah. it's connected with that compilation that was just released in Analog Africa. That was it, how a mysterious ghost ship broke, broke cosmic I, I, disco I was, to Cape I was, Verde. Supposed, I was going to buy it, and then just didn't get around to it, because I do it right after this here podcast. Yes, we shall, yeah, we shall do that. Yeah, so it is a really interesting. It's Hugh Oliver who wrote it. Um, yeah, so I... I'd say I'd, I was going to say I urge you to uh, read that article, but I haven't read it myself yet. So you can still do. urge. I will urge because <laughs> you know it's all money for me. <laughs> I'm also going to play some music from a little while ago. This is uh, from Sofrito Records. Uh, the uh, band is called the Swinging Stars of Dominica. They're the classic uh, sort of band. This is just only really found out about it today, so I'm not going to pretend I'm all knowledgeable here. Just reading what I found out. Sort of, they're the the, the top band of the Dominican Republic. Um, been going since the '60s, and this is a seven-inch released on Sofrito. The track's called Las Malpale, and it's just uh, like a, it's just a two and a half minute excerpt. <laughs>
You know what about I don't get self reflective on the podcast, but man, this podcast costs me a lot of money in buying records. <laughs> you know, some people would think that we get them for free and stuff, but we don't. I end up buying them all. Nout. Now and no, now don't, don't get none for free, but nearly all. Oh, I get nothing for free. Yeah, that's true. I get some via promoting gigs, but not via the podcast. Yeah, that's it. So that's it. But um, yeah, and it just costs me way too much money. And that's like, sense is going to cost me more. Money. Where, where we where we do the podcast here, we're essentially standing between two of Gareth's record shelves. We've <laughs> <laughs> got like a big one on the left and a smaller one on the right. Yeah, there's, uh, it's mostly seven inches on this one, but yeah, the other one is much bigger. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a just crammed in with records. It's weird when it's much bigger. It's much bigger. It's um, when I was, uh, so the other night, so name drop alert, when I was like chatting to Giles Peterson the other day, uh, if you follow Who me... Who he's interviewed for the podcast or for the website at some point. So it is uh, it is uh, related to this. Um, but yeah, interviewed him in sort of his record cave place and there's just like records everywhere as you would like and no system whatsoever. I was quite jealous. <laughs> <laughs> there are just records, piles of records here and stuff and just like scraps of paper with names of artists written on them. Uh, in front of me was like Sarathy Corwell, which was quite nice. Who Gareth has also interviewed that should be coming really the next week or two uh, up on the website. Yeah, this bit of chatter is not planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that all, that's all for like the same sort of... I will do a series of pieces around uh, Steve Reed Foundation and around Sarathy Corwell's uh, re- record that's coming out on Ninja Tune in a few weeks, uh, 8th of July, I think. Something along those lines. Yeah, and so that's... Um, yeah, we did play it on the podcast. Anthony played it on the podcast a few weeks ago and then I sort of ran away with it because it's like such a great, it's a great record. Like, no doubt it'll be getting played again. Album launch in London on July the 14th. So something to look forward to. There you go. Plug. Done. Um, next up from me, uh, it's uh, from a label which we have um, played a few times, uh, Nice Up. Uh, nice Up Records out of... Um, out of Red? No, not Reading. I think it's London. London. It I've is met, London. Yeah, I've met the guy a few times. I'm getting confused both with DJ, uh, reggae we both, we both DJ at Big Chill Bar, so we're like, I've been on after him and he's been on after me before, so I have a bit of a sort of changeover chat. Excellent. Well, they've got a big compilation record called In a Nice Up Fashion, uh, so it's essentially modern day producers reworking releases that won the legendary fashion record label. I'll have a bit more of a blurb about it after this track, but this is Tenor Fly, Rude Boy Talk, it's Toddler T and Melee's remix. Watch me now, Now, hear this. 
A lot of guys are garon, 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 like it's merry-go-round, but when we come out, we're not garon, garon, you get me, we get straight to the point, you get me, get me, get me. Watch me. Continues to be, yeah. It's a, there's sort of that little break towards the end that was like, a bit of a break beat. I think that was it when I was writing my notes. I was just like, I was listening to a track and then it was hit that bit, and there's like, oh, it's uh, Still oh, pretty banging. It's a good tune. Certainly was. It's a ten of five rude boy talk. It's Toddler T and Melly's remix. So to talk about the record a bit more, Fashion Records. They um, it's like pretty legendary UK reggae label. It started as a market store in Clapham Junction, uh, selling imported reggae and ska during the seventies. And then we, uh, and then it became a shop and a label in 1980. Um, their biggest hit was uh, Smiley Cultures, a police officer. Ah, uh, I've got that on 12 inch. Yeah, top 20 in 1984. Also released uh, Papa San, Daddy Freddy, Cutty Ranks, General Levy, and all the London sort of 80s sound system dancehall. That's it. And uh, so this record, it's uh, in a nice up fashion. It's out on 17th of June. Uh, nice up records. It has. Uh, Re- it has producers reworking it. Uh, they include Wrong Tom, another great South London yeah. producer, uh, J Star, The Bug, who we played uh, earlier with Miss Red, uh, Machine Drum, and it says here Jatari, which I'm assuming is Disrupt. Um, Could but... be. Who's the other guy uh, who does? It's kind of two, two of them, the label. Are there? Oh, yeah. I always just thought it was Jan's sort no, of thing. No, it's. Um... Oh, come on. Flexi Disc. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. Well, well, don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, so as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be here again next Monday as every Monday. And yeah, uh, if you want to listen to any of the old episodes, you can do on iTunes, independentmusicpodcast.net, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, essentially. You can get in touch with us, facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast. You can also through the website as well, but I think we prefer Facebook because we both see every message that goes there. And yes, I will leave it with you to close. Cool. Well, they're going to close with a band called Melody Fields. They sent along a message to the podcast on Facebook. I listened to it and I was like, that's a really good tune. And so hence it is going to get a play. Don't know anything about the band really. I didn't ask them for any information. So I'm going to guess there's a band from the United Kingdom somewhere. And it's called Morning Sun. Sort of uh, four and a half minutes of sort of a psychedelic woozy uh, sort of early Pink Floydy vocals. English countryside psychedelia. Loveliness. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 